Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. Okay, here we go. It's like the third time you said that, but now I mean it. Here it comes, boys. Here it comes. The only time we hear that song these days is when the Canucks are winning. And the Canucks took game one of round, officially round one, against the St. Louis Blues. The PP1 podcast guarantees you when the Canucks win, you win. Post-game analysis from Ted, all the way in the top left corner. Brady, on my bottom of the screen. (laughs) On my bottom. Wow. (laughs) And I'm in the top right corner, and this got really, really weird. Um, Brady, how are you feeling after game one, 5-2, Canucks take the Blues? Game one. Holy, man. I am feeling it. I'm feeling like... That was the first big actual playoff win in five years. Um, I had my brother and his friend over for, uh, you know, celebrate game one and the energy was electric. Uh, You know, just every time the Canucks scored, we were literally jumping off the couch, like grabbing each other in a circle and jumping up and down. Um, Yeah. Great game. Fantastic game. Super excited about it, man. How about you, Ted? Oh, I'm just jacked, man. I think that was like, my kids are definitely not in playoff mode right now because when goals happen, I get loud and I get loud in a hurry and everybody's a little bit freaking out. Like the dog doesn't know what's going on. The kids are like, why are you screaming? And there's lots of reasons to scream tonight. That's for sure. Man, they look so good right now. That was definitely, I wouldn't say a complete game because I think they had a few miscues to start. I think just maybe just gaining the flow and figuring out how they had to start against St. Louis. But Bo gets the first one. Um, then, you know, comes back. We see, obviously, Troy from Richmond, massive goal. Like, you felt for the guy. Um, Bo gets another one. We see, obviously, Miller in there as well. It it felt like anything was possible tonight in a game that even Markstrom had some, that, that little kick save right at the end there to keep the puck out and keep it to a 4-2 game at that point. I mean, that was as monumental as, as anything else because all of a sudden they score now it gets close with you know two two and a half minutes left um the power play looked great um louis erickson looked looked chill i thought their energy overall was really good as well i think overall it was uh the, the canucks definitely look like they've already been playing in the playoffs and i think that was the benefit we talked about before this started was that uh, any of those teams that were in the play-in rounds that played a true play-in, not a round-robin, um, definitely were probably going to have that upper hand. And maybe just game one, but the Canucks easily look like the better better team in uh, in game one. So, Brady, um, maybe take us off on the power play quickly here. Well, the power play, I don't know exactly what the statistics were, but it seemed like every time they got out there, once they actually got into the zone and were able to set things up, they were able to score some goals, uh, two or three power play goals. I, I believe if I'm not mistaken uh, with the JT Miller one at the kind of at the end there kind of half counted. It kind of looked like the other team had given up at that point, but I'm, I mean, we're going to take it right. So 
We know this is going to be a pretty intense battle between St. Louis. It's going to come down to, it could come down to the power plays. Uh, The Canucks were fourth in the league and St. Louis was third by just a fraction, one point, but uh, Canucks had actually had more power play goals in the year, but that's good. It's going to be huge. And it's, it's great to see the power play clicking already. Absolutely. Ted, what did you like about, uh, I guess, what was your takeaway from the game? What, what impressed you? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't think that I would be saying this, but I was actually really impressed by the the, the third and fourth lines tonight. I I, uh, I felt like your job is obviously to go out there and bring energy and you know hope to create a scoring at chance. But what you're ultimately trying to do is make sure that you get a face off in the events offensive zone. So when deployment comes for lines one and two, that they're the ones that are out there in the meat of the situation, right? But it to me that line with uh, who was it? Was was it Roussel and McEwen? And I think it's Sutter that's yeah. on that line. Yeah. Oh no, was it Mott? Maybe. Yeah. So I mean, those that yeah, line was just they were like a, um, to use your word, Brady. They were buzzing, right? I mean, those guys were absolutely. They were pucksing deep, but they weren't just pucksing deep and trying to be defensive. Like those, they were creating chances. They were scrambling. They were. I think they said it right on the telecast. It was they were mocking, right? I mean, uh, and if you're gonna play a big you know physical heavy team like st louis you have to have you know your mucking lines contributing like that and so i thought that you know those big shifts give the top two lines a little bit of a break gives them a little bit of a rest um and they can go in there and sort of dominate the play and sort of take it back to the blues a little bit the same way that st louis does to you know basically every team they play just by being big so yeah really impressed with the bottom two lines tonight we are all mucks maybe yeah that's, maybe that's the new shirt that comes out yeah, you can give me a pair of muck lucks. Yeah. Well, they need they need some they need some muck luck and some puck luck if they're gonna keep going in this one. Um, I think I Brady, you had you had a a two cents. Yeah, you go one. ahead. I, I just, just wanted to say, talk about Bo Horvat a little bit. I was bit. just gonna say, like, let's get right into uh, good old Cap. What a yeah. game! This was this was one of those games that you're happy that he was the guy that the Canucks took. It just seemed like all the history that he, he's had on this team so far, everything he's worked for kind of culminated in this game. He looked like he was a beast out there. It wasn't quite like a, actually, you know what? It kind of was like a Ryan Kessler type game against Nashville. Like it looks like he didn't quite go beast mode, but he definitely was a factor in that game pretty much from start to finish. Like he looked like he was going to play a full 60 minutes if he had to Brady. Yeah, and in a series like this, you definitely need your captain to step up and play big. And he did He did exactly that. It's funny, actually. I was talking to my friends before the game started, and I was, I kind of called Bo Horv out a little bit, out a little bit, you know, hoping to get under his skin. Hopefully he could hear me through the TV, you know. Um, just kind of said that, you know, Bo Horvat is just, he, he, he works hard, he tries really hard, but he just can't finish. And then, you know, he, he comes down, he scores two goals, had an assist, and I was kind of talking about he always, he's always doing that big sweeping move around the defenseman. It was finally it was good to finally see him pull something like like that off. An absolute snipe, great game from the captain. You can't ask for much more than that. Ted, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, it's probably you, Brady, calling him out. That's probably why exactly that big game today. Um, or it was Kevin Bieksa wearing uh, Bo Horvat's. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean. I, I think the comparison to Ryan Kessler is fair. And, and maybe even if you go back a little bit before that, Trevor Linden before him, right? I mean, all three of those guys compare really well to one another. Um, just in that style of play, like they have to sort of, you know, drive it defensively. But but this this series, I mean, obviously PD scored tonight, but this series is going to be one 
because of guys like Bo and because of guys like Miller, just the way that, that, that St. Louis plays. So we need him to be a physical driving force. He was such a beast down low, dragging guys in and out towards the net. Um, but then he's got those silky hands too, right? That, that inside out dangle that he put on that defenseman before going, you know, low, low far side was like, man, like that's just vintage Bo stuff. I mean, he used to do that move all the time back in, in junior. So to see that starting to pay off now, I mean, he looks like a playoff performer. That's for sure. I really enjoyed, yeah, I th- we're probably thinking of the same play there, Ted. I really enjoyed, like, even just his board work. Like, it seemed like yeah. he had moves for days down down low, and, like, he wasn't going to give up. It looked kind of like one of those McKinnon shifts or kind of, you know, something that you know by the end of whatever happens that there's going to be a goal <laughs> or a scoring chance. And it was it was kind of like watching a little bit of Petey, too. You know, like he, he kind of had a little bit of that star power move where like he was just determined like something was going to happen on that shift. And just the goals that were going in, like he looked so confident. And I mean, early on, especially, you know, to, to look that good in game one. And I don't think you're going to see, uh, you know, a change from game two. I think they're going to feel the way they felt in game two, not necessarily win or lose. But um, I'm happy to, to see a guy like Bo finally get get his chance to to do what he's pro- he's been trying to do since he started in the league and yeah. speaking of chances as well sorry go ahead ted oh no i mean i, I was just gonna say i think uh you know bo is the kind of person that could do it to you both ways right like he, the, the the goal where he scored sitting in the slot on the power play i mean he's sitting in that bumper slot which was kind of reserved for jt miller at the start of the year mm-hmm. but he's not there because he's a slouch obviously he's a first unit power play guy and he he showed um, you know, his quickness to get that shot off and accurate and be, be uh, an open and available pass. And then in the second one, um, it, you know, it was, it, was, it was those gritty down low shifts really wearing defenders down before, you know, he's able to get in for that nice break. So he's going to be able to do it to you a couple different ways. And that's kind of the good thing about it. And McKinnon does that too, right? I mean, that was a good point bringing him up and how he's sort of dragging guys to the net. So yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. It's definitely going to be those bigger, kind of grittier players. They're going to be the difference maker in this series for sure. But I also thought, like, we're sp- speaking about Horvat, you know, having a big game. But I also thought Markstrom, he was he was solid. Made some pretty big saves uh, late in the game. Um, and the Canucks did a really good job of kind of keeping the puck on the perimeter, in my opinion. Um, but really great to see him get a win against St. Louis. I think he had, like, 31 shots against, only two goals on him. So he was solid from start to finish, in my opinion. What did you think about him, Ryan? Well, I really like the fact that it seems like, you know, broken record, but block shots were definitely key in this game. Um, but the shots that were getting to him were pretty clean. I mean, there's definitely some ones that, uh, you know, he had to earn his paycheck a little bit. But at the same time, like, everything looked pretty straightforward. Like, you know, there, again, a few dicey plays in the breakaway, you know, watching uh, Tanev trip there, which... Oh, that was like yeah, you felt for him, and there. and like Hughes couldn't get in in time, so I, it was it was down to Marky, and I mean, you know, that's a fifty fifty, right? Like a breakaway is, you know, anything's possible there. But overall, I don't think Markstrom had a hard game, but everything that he faced, he made sure that he was square. Um, he, I didn't see a lot of reverse VH in this game for, for Markstrom. <laughs> I saw a lot of maybe normal VH, but. Uh, it, uh, it it was a good game for Marky. I mean, you need your stars to be your stars. And I think Markstrom was a, like a low-key star in this game. That kick save still at the end, to me, 
I don't think that's going to get enough credit, and I hope that's something that everybody's talking about tomorrow because, to me, that's, that's as big as, as any of the plays in the game tonight. Ted? Yeah, I just, you know, I, I, I just, I just sort of disagree with you a little bit in the nope. fact that I, 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 I do think that a lot of really tough opportunities were thrown his way, and I do feel like there was some really scrambly plays that he had to, to get involved in and fight through. I don't think it was, you know, super clean from a perspective of the shots that he was seeing, but his game was was clean. He was tidy, but it was that sort of down low, the battle stuff, first second save. I mean, I felt like the Blues. I don't know if you guys felt this either, but lots of sneaky shots yeah. like lots of quick weird shots from strange angles that scouting report everybody's still trying to go you know high blocker on him from in close short side it seemed like right so um but he did look very controlled in, in all his attempts and, and even the stuff where you have to abandon technique a little bit a little bit and just rely on athletic ability i mean that's where marky shines too right so um yeah i mean I, I liked his game i think i liked his game even more than than i liked it in that shutout win so um this was probably the best he's looked, I think, since we started up. Yeah, all in all, he was he was pretty solid. I mean, we need we, he made the saves when we needed him to. But like, if I had to pick out one thing that I particularly didn't like about his game, it's and that might just be me, but he's got to stay in his net a little bit more. He plays the puck a bit too much, and I don't think he's really that great at it. Every time he goes out and touches the pucks, I'm holding my breath. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, yeah I mean, he he's not playing the puck because he's like an amazing you know, he's better than Luongo was at playing the puck. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's part of the, that's part of the breakdown, right? That's part of how you're helping your defender out to, to, to get out there and play the puck forward and get it to him so that he doesn't have to come back and absorb another hit. Right. So uh, as long as he's not being overly careless with it, you know, a goaltender giving up a play on the half boards, but being able to give it, get back, doesn't, it's not too much different than if a defender goes back there and makes that same giveaway, but now you don't have an extra defender back either. Right. So, um, I get it. He, I mean, his play is, is definitely not as good as say an Alex Stalock from, from the last series that we played in. Um, but it's almost sort of based on systems that he has to get out there and make those plays. So I guess I can be a little bit more forgiving of that, but I do know what you're talking about, Brady, when the anxiety level goes up, when he's out of his net doing that. I was just going to ask you about that, Brady. I think the one thing that I've noticed is we're going to be playing live by the sword, die by the sword. I think, it's going to happen that Marky's going to put himself... It happened last series, right? Like, how close was that play where he almost let it in and managed to make a spectacular yeah. save just to keep himself uh, from being an absolute goat? But I do think he's going to play the puck at, to a point where uh, it's probably going to cost cost him a goal. Um, hopefully, it's not an important one. But, you know, we're seeing it so much, and I don't think we saw a lot of that during the regular season. I don't remember anyway. Definitely, you've seen it in this play-in. Maybe he just has a lot more confidence. That's not exactly the kind of confidence you would like that, you know, all of a sudden he's able to be a stick handler. Maybe let's, you know, let him be a goalie. How about just just be a goalie? Hey, it's Ryan from the PP1 Podcast on Cryer Media. If you're looking for a spot to advertise your company, your brand, your cheese wheel, some beer, maybe some donuts, this is the spot. Reach out to me via DM on Twitter or Instagram at always94, and I'd be more than happy to chat with you. Worst case scenario, we just become best friends. And how awesome does that sound? <laughs> Do that. Yeah, Stop I, 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 I like his game more than I like Bennington's game right now. Um, I'll tell you that for free. But uh, I mean, I think you kind of brought it up at the start of the at the start of the pod, like saying that like. 
you know, this team's already been through a little bit of a playoff series. They've all of a sudden, they've got a little bit of a battle test mentality going for them already. Whereas St. Louis is playing in games that weren't important to them. They were using them specifically for tune-ups and stuff. So it's almost like Vancouver gets to walk into this and be dialed in a little bit more than they probably would have been otherwise. Right. So I think that assisted them a lot, obviously in Marquis play, it assisted them a lot. I think they were prepared physically for this team as well. Um, I, I did think that we were going to get steamrolled to some extent, you know, watching St. Louis walk in there, but I think Vancouver did a good job matching them, you know, hit for hit, tit for tat. So, um, and I think a lot of that has to do with getting to play in a, a series that meant something prior to walking into this round one. Yeah. Just to kind of add on to that. I just, um, if you think about it, that's four straight wins for Vancouver. So they're completely in playoff mode and that's now four straight losses for St. Louis. Like, so the, they got to get their feet under them a little bit more. Um, but like you said, like St. Louis is going to be coming at the Canucks, like full out, like it's oh, yeah. going to get physical. We saw it kind of later into the game. They're like right on top of Patterson. Pereira was all, Peron was all over him tonight, but um, His, yeah, it's, it's, it's public enemy. Number one, David Perron yeah. now. Yeah, him and Jordan Benenstein for sure. It's been a few years since he was public enemy number one. Hey, two thousand nine yeah. was the last he's time. Definitely, he's definitely an underrated player. Kind of one of the guys that just he can score goals when it matters, and he he's just he's good. I like David yeah. Perron. This series is definitely going to get chippy. I think now that it's a real playoff series and not like how Minnesota was. And I, I mean, St. Louis has the guys to back it up too. This isn't exactly oh. going to be a series where, you know, the Canucks might be able to get away with a few things. Like, I thought even by the third period, this game was going to be super dicey. Um, there's going to be a game where we're going to be talking about how many penalties were taken, and none of them will involve Tyler Myers at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked, uh, you know, I, I liked how we finished up this game on a power play, playing, like, really four wide, just we're just literally working to, to, to bleed the clock out. And then when it became so open, Biddington was back and forth so much. I mean, you got to be getting tired at that point. It's super late in the game. Uh, and then an open net just appears and it's almost like you have to shoot it. I can't not score here. It's so open. Uh, but Miller pops that goal and then everybody just kind of walks away quietly. Right. I mean, it's not a poke the bear thing. It's not an in your face. I don't think you're going to wake these guys up. You don't want to heading into the next game, give them anything to put on their bulletin board. So I just liked the demeanor from Vancouver tonight. A little salt on the wound. Yeah, a little bit of salt, but you were there and being, they weren't being pricks about it, right? So I thought, yeah, that was good. There's a I few was honestly guys, surprised oh. that they weren't going to fight back a little harder. I was expecting them to kind of give the Canucks the gears at the end, but there wasn't really any roughing or anything like no. that. No, they don't want to show their hand too early, I don't think, either. Fair enough. Yeah. Speaking of showing uh, showing hands, I mean, uh, and and just back to to Perron a little bit. I mean, he has hands all up in Huggy Bear's face tonight. Holy, yeah, that was. Like, I felt I was like, oh my god, somebody go and protect that kid. What's happening here? Right, he was just manhandling. So, so Same I think that's obviously yeah, Pedersen too. That's going to be a, lots of hard, heavy cross checks in front of the net for Pedersen tonight. So we'll see how those guys continue to hang on. You know, some smaller bodies, but uh, you can't really skate away from that stuff. That's for sure. I think the other thing too, we were just talking. Um, if they do, you know, wake up the bear, Bennington's not a guy that I want to see get on hot streak. No. Cause they, they, he can shut it down. He's, he is that good. I mean, yeah, he didn't win a Calder or whatever, but the guy was, <laughs> the guy was locked and loaded last year in the playoffs. And he was a big, big reason that they did win the Stanley cup game seven. He was, he was massive as well. So 
Um, you know, we want to keep them as quiet as possible because this isn't a team you want to let in a series. Uh, at the same time, the, the Canucks, it looks like they've got some guns. It looks like they could play 60 minutes and, you know, potentially uh, make make this a bit of a shock value if, uh, you know, they go up a couple of games. So um, I, I thought they had a lot of discipline in there and I, I like I already like their chances. I, I don't know that I was going to be this impressed after one game, but um Brady, you got a there's you've got a little uh thing about some guy named Hughes. You said we always forget to talk about Hughes. Talk yeah, about Yeah, well, any time we're doing our rundown, it seems we forget to put him on the rundown, but it, I think it's just because he's always so good. And I was talking to my friend earlier and he said to me, "Can you think of a single game this year where Hughes played badly?" And I I literally couldn't. And he just gets better and better. The puck is completely run through him on the power play. I, and I just can't wait to see what he keeps doing in this series. He has another point. He's got seven points. He's leading all defensemen in points. And it's just it's just fantastic to see. I absolutely love it. I think I, 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 I'm going all the way back to like game four or game five of this year when I saw him get abused by a couple of wingers burning him wide. That's probably the last time I think that I can think of him having a bad game. I think of Edmonton or something like that. Maybe Dreisaitl manhandled him a little bit. That's, I don't that's know if you guys fair. know what game I'm talking about. I'm trying to remember, um, but... but that's it. That's a big reach. That's a long time ago. It's basically like he's gone through two seasons worth of work. Now he went through the regular season, then he went through a new off season, and now we're back in playoffs. It's almost like he's a different player even than he was at the the tail end of this season. It's like when Petey had his uh, sophomore slump in the second half of his rookie year. I think uh, I think Quinn Hughes is having like his his second, you know, I guess his second season in the playoffs. He's He's showing that uh, there's, I mean, there's no slump. It's just, this is the next thing that he's really good at. So, um, like what, again, I think we're going to have to say this every day. What more could we say about Quinn Hughes that hasn't been said yet? Like, we're going to have to get creative and find out, like, I don't know, like he's playing with a smaller stick this game and he's still got three assists. I don't know. Like (laughs) we're going to, we're going to have to get creative, but, um, good point. I'm just seeing here, um, on our massive 50th episode, we didn't do dudes and guys for anybody. So let's do dudes. Isn't about us. What is it about us? It wasn't, but we, we could have made it fun somehow. So um, yeah, let's let's do a, a true dudes and guys. Uh, brought to you by Players Sports, Players Choice Sports Cards and Collectibles. Um, your place for all upper deck amazing stuff. Um, Brady, that wasn't your best one. It wasn't, Ryan. but this short is, and sweet. It's okay. We're on a time, we're time on, schedule. We're on the Zoom timer, so I gotta I gotta be efficient. Um, Brady, who's your dude? Uh, I got to go with Bo Horvat. Uh, the captain had a great game, two goals, one assist. He just did everything, everything that you want to see out of a captain. Like game one, he, he, he got in there and he made sure the Canucks, uh, you know, escaped with a win and a big win. That's a good one. Ted, Ryan. Oh, no. Crap. Yeah. You got it, man. Okay, fine. Um, Troy Stetcher. That was a oh. from Richmond. Troy from Richmond. I I was I had the feels for him tonight. He had such a great game, and that goal was so good. It was so yep. good, and you could tell after that goal, um, he looked kind of like I felt when I scored my first ever goal in soccer, my only goal ever in soccer. <laughs> it was uh, you know, you score and you're just jacked, and like everything you do after that feels like you're about to run through a wall for somebody. So. It was a big one. They showed that replay a bunch of times. Him looking up to his dad, and I mean, you got the feels for sure. Um, yeah, I there's a couple other guys you could probably pick 
but uh, I'm going to go with Troy Stetcher. Yeah, good thing. I like that. Uh, it seemed like right after he scored that goal, Green went right back to him a couple times. It seems like his ice time was elevated from there too. So maybe that's they something played, to see more of. Played over 15 minutes tonight, so it's nice to see him get some time. He's yeah. not going anywhere. Who's your dude? Um, dude, dude for me. Uh, yeah. How about how about JT Miller not taking the warm up, looking like he's not even going to play, comes in cold, uh, and is extremely productive—a goal and an assist. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, and and they talked about it too. I mean, you don't you don't play games without a proper warm up, right? There's yeah. Who knows what level of stretching was happening? I don't know what what was going on in the the side in the back room in the dressing room, but uh, it looked like Godet was going to come into this game and possibly play on the top line. All of a sudden, Godet's out after the pregame skate, and JT Miller just appears out of nowhere uh, to come and play a big role in this hmm. game. So, dude of the game for this guy, JT Miller. Maybe Love it. maybe he had like Loango syndrome, just a poop. He had a poop, yeah, just a poop. So it happens. I mean, hey man. When you got poo, you got poo. So um, I'll start with guys, I guess. Um, my guy of the game. I don't, oh, I, I think I'm at a loss for words here. I guess my guy of the game was, I guess, Oscar Fattenberg, maybe? Actually, yeah, that, that's my guy. Like, he, he's all that's right. He, I, I don't have, like, a, a legit, like, this guy was bad or something. Because the whole team looked really good. Um, Fattenberg. He was he was back in the lineup, looked pretty decent, nothing major, didn't really screw up. He was wasn't like he was a guy, like I guess in the true sense of what we call a guy. Like he's just a guy. Today, Fannenberg was just a guy. Everyone else I thought had a pretty decent game. So there. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go on the Oscar Fantenberg bandwagon too. I don't I don't see I don't see anything as except for save maybe the ability to take physical abuse a little bit better than only Ulevi. Uh, I don't see any upgrade in, in Fantenberg over Ulevi at this point. So um, I, I didn't understand the call after a win to go back to him. Maybe if it was injury or, or something, we didn't know about that he was nicked up last game. And that's why uh, Ole got in. But I guess it's so marginal, the amount of, of minutes that he's playing. Um, and it's not a anything bad, like you said, Ryan. But yeah, I'm on that same train too. So Frank, for the first time ever, I'm going to double up and say, guy of the guy of the game for me is also Oscar Fantenberg. Unprecedented stuff here. All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to double up and in a different way. I'm doubling up because I said his name last week, Jake Fratan, and where the fuck was that guy tonight? No idea because he, he wasn't playing very well. I thought he had an okay game personally. I don't think he was terrible, but. Uh... I thought actually he had a little bit of energy in that game. Now I'll give you one thing. I'll let you get back to your guy reasons. Shooting the puck basically at your own net, you know. Oh, that was sketchy. That okay. That <laughs> I'll give you that. That would earn that would earn guy of the game for me, I suppose. So yeah, but like you said, like there's not really much to choose from for guys, right? Like sometimes yeah. you don't really want to pick a guy. Like the Canucks played well. It was a five-two win. We got our first playoff win. It was fantastic. But I'm still not seeing enough from Jake Vertanen. and I want to see more. Like I'm just not satisfied. He wants a contract extension in Vancouver, and then I'm just I'm not happy with it. And he's not getting the money he deserves at this point. That's fair. That's the money that he wants to make. Sorry. You know what? I I think we all made legit points on our guy this week. There's no, you know, we're no hatred. You know, it's not like everybody's like, hey, this guy sucked. This guy sucked too. This guy was worse. You know, that's that's pretty legit, guys. I I like it. Yeah, another guy was Tyler Myers. I mean, he 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 wasn't very great either. 
he's okay. He's all right. But you know what? That that's how she goes. Um, I think we're gonna wrap it up for game one of the Western Conference quarterfinal between the Canucks and the St. Louis Blues. Vancouver wins five to two in convincing fashion. Um, Brady, one more thing, quick. Yeah, I just want to say I love to see the PD Bennington rivalry start off and. PD had a great game and Bennington sucked and I hope we can keep it going. <laughs> I like that. They just all suck for they, the rest. They just, the they just suck. Um, so yeah, so we're going to wrap it up. Like I said, Canucks win. You guys win. This is another PP1 podcast post game Canucks win podcast something or other. Um, on behalf of Brady, on behalf of Ted, I'm Ryan Hank because you never hear my name. Have a wonderful evening, everyone. And a great day tomorrow. Peace. 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 Don't skip this ad. I saw your finger. You were trying to skip the ad. I didn't want to do this, and now we're stuck in it together. I'm Ryan. I'm the host of The Lens Report. The Lens Report is a snarky, humorous, yet balanced look at the headlines that fill your timeline every day. We're going to get straight to the point without muddying any of the waters. And remember, The Lens Report is not your parents' news commentary. We swear a lot here. Like a whole lot so tune in and subscribe on apple spotify youtube and find us at cryermedia.co or wherever you get your fine podcasts like they say at the end of all of these ads it's podcasting why are we doing ads do did will the story of people podcast is now available on the crier media network the first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories ready Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.